Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42, and I have two sons, Alexandre and Nathan, making me a busy mom of two under two. <laughs> Today we're talking about orthodontic treatment, so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hello everyone, my name is Heather Fox and I'm the co-host of Parent Talk. I am 40 years old and I have a son named Hudson who is a year and a half. My name is Dr. Jordan Miller and I'm a certified specialist in orthodontics, uh, which means I'm an orthodontist. (laughs) (laughs) I practice in North Vancouver where I was also raised and where I live today with my family. Uh, I have a six-year-old daughter, a four-year-old son, and my daughter is attending French immersion like I did, which is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more about myself. I graduated from Queen's University for my undergrad. I went on and completed my dental education at University of British Columbia and then continued on. <laughs> I went to the University of Southern California to complete my master's and my certificate in orthodontics, which I completed in 2007. I've been practicing ever since. And just last year, I opened up my own practice in North Vancouver, North Shore Orthodontics, which is very exciting. We're building a great team there of uh, team members as well as patients. It's been a dream come true, and I'm really uh, enjoying all of that. Jordan has a beautiful office. I've been in it, so it's very nice. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you did you. a good job with the design, too. <laughs> so, Jordan, what is the best time for a child to see an orthodontist? The American Association of Orthodontists recommends that all children see a specialist in orthodontics by approximately the age of seven. It's really when the six-year-old molars, which are the first adult teeth that the your child gets at the back of their mouth, way back in the, ma- the mouth, uh, when those actually come and start biting and hitting each other, that's approximately the time that we can really assess what, if anything, now or in the future may need to be done orthodontically. So we recommend that parents bring their children to see us for an assessment. Generally, uh, most orthodontics do not charge for that initial consultation. It's really because we want to see the kids and uh, make an assessment on what, if anything, needs to be done uh, and not have a a cost associated with that, which unfortunately uh, restricts people from bringing their kids uh, in to see us. Mm -hmm. What age of patients do you see? We see all ages of patients. Uh, Generally, as most people see teenagers or young uh, young children approximately age 13 to 15 are the most common age where kids are wearing braces or having orthodontic treatment however we treat generally patients from the age of about uh, six even seven years old is common enough all the way right up to my oldest patient I've ever treated was about was over 80 wow <laughs> but the most common age is uh, the teenagers the teenagers yeah, yeah. 
more and more we see adults with braces now, right? Yeah, or even clear liners, Invisalign type mm. of treatment. Yeah. And that the reason for that is that as we age, our teeth do continue to move. They're not stagnant or static. And that's where retainers come in. So retainers, we've learned through research, great deal of research over time, that retainers are best worn for life. I'm sorry to say that. Oh, I, know. I know you're not going <laughs> to like hearing that. Uh, but I, you know... Uh, retainers are like diamonds they're forever uh, or as long as you want to keep your teeth straight so what we often see is when parents are bringing their children in for a consultation they say well would you mind looking at this one little spot i'm concerned about it or this tooth is getting worse and the options at that point are either to start wearing a retainer to hold the teeth in that position or to actually go ahead and do some retreatment so we often see the families coming in together bundle <laughs> orthodontic treatment, right? <laughs> Why are children getting orthodontic treatment at a younger age now? And what is the difference between a single phase of treatment and two phases of treatment? Great question. Actually, children aren't necessarily getting treatment at a younger age so much as it's more uh, accessible and people are more aware of it. So you're seeing it more. Uh, that's really what's happening. It's our mouths are evolutionarily getting a little bit smaller. So our mouths are getting a little bit more crowded and we're starting to see that at young at a young age. You know, an eight-year-old does not need to have perfectly straight teeth. However, if there's a an issue with how the teeth are coming in, how growth and development of the the dentition of the oral musculature of all of the things that are going on the skeletal basis, if there's problems with that that we can see at a young age that we can guide and help that growth and development that's when we need to maybe jump in at a younger age and do a, a shorter bit of treatment to help things move along uh, really help the long term now when we do treatment at a younger age it often means that we have to go in when the rest of the adult teeth are in and continue on and correct all of the problems that are there not just those ones that are the bigger issue at a younger age. So a two-phase of treatment is where you have the younger set of braces and then some when you've got more adult teeth in your mouth, mostly uh, during your pubertal growth spurt. And then a single phase of treatment is the most common type of treatment. And that's when you just get the one phase when you're doing your most growth if your treatment is growth-related. Mm -hmm. It's uh, never cut and dry. Everybody, it's personalized to everybody because everybody's different. Everybody's teeth are different, their jaws are different, their musculature is different, their genetics are different. And that's what really makes it exciting for us because we get to personalize it to everybody. And of course, everybody's personalities, families, all of that yeah. uh, contributes to what really makes it fun for us. Mm -hmm. What are the signs that a child would benefit from orthodontic treatment? Let's say my child's teeth look good. Why should he see an orthodontist? So there are many things that we look at as orthodontists as to why a child could benefit from orthodontics. There's the obvious one, there's the aesthetic side of things, but there's a lot of functional reasons. Uh, so the aesthetic things are often things that you can see, really crowded teeth, teeth that are really sticking out, buck teeth, uh, teeth that, you know, cause problems on the playing field in the sense that they're so far out that if you trip and fall, you could break those teeth or even lose those teeth, which has not only psychosocial issues with associated with that, but significant costs and uh, discomfort related with that too. But there's also uh, if teeth are really 
usually it's the teeth that are really far forward. Uh, kids on the playground sometimes can tease other kids for how their teeth are positioned. So those are some of the really obvious reasons. But there's also bite biting related issues so occlusion is the word that we use in the dental field of how the teeth fit together and how they function but there's also chewing motions there's the jaw joint there's and then of course the the musculature the tongue is involved and the airway uh, all of these things come together and it's not always what you can see as a mom or a dad or a teacher in the child's mouth it's also what is underlying and how everything's working together and that's really why I went to four years of dental school and three years of orthodontic school and then 10 years of practice on top of that to really kind of see all those little intricate parts of the mouth and how it works together and really function for the long term. For example, if one tooth is just sticking out really far, you think it might just look not pretty. But in fact, it's actually thinning the tissues, it's thinning the bone there, it's causing shearing forces with the the opposing teeth. There's so many layers uh, as to why that one tooth is a problem and why we should improve it. So that's just just starting upon uh, many reasons of why orthodontics is beneficial for beyond what the eye can often uh, see. On top of that, I've just seen so many times when the parent says, well, you know, the the teeth look pretty good. And then we start going into it and their eyes just start getting bigger and bigger. And they realize, wow, I, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I didn't understand that. You know, thank you very much for for enlightening us and and sharing that information with us. And, and now how how do we work on that? How do we improve that? And also an important answer to that question is, what if we don't do that? What is going to happen or what may happen? We can never predict exactly, but based on our experience of seeing other cases and reading research, we can give a pretty good idea of what could happen. Mm-hmm. I can add as a hygienist, I have often um, mentioned to the dentist I work with, maybe this person should see an orthodontist for starting to have gum problem, gum disease and pocketing. And uh, yeah, some, sometime a mild, moderate, and of course, heavy crowding, but sometimes a very simple little mild crowding can actually cause quite a bit of problem. And uh, so I do, we do refer often for, uh, to prevent periodontal disease. We refer for alignments, right? Yeah, exactly what we, we like to see in hygienists. So great job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but hygiene is definitely something that can be significantly improved when there is a better alignment of teeth. Absolutely. That's probably one of the biggest functional reasons uh, why we like to uh, align teeth. Because mm-hmm. people, often people think it's only for aesthetic, right? And then if you have crowded teeth, your chance of having periodontal disease or other problem, like you say, like if they're too much forward, you can break your teeth and so many problems that can happen. And it's not just a visual aesthetic thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So do we need a referral from a dentist to see an orthodontist? Great question. The dental field, unlike the medical field, is very different. So no, you do not need a referral from your dentist to see any dental specialist. So you can uh, just on your own call up and make an appointment to see any of the dental specialists. The dentist themselves still remains the center of that specialty team and we all work together, but you don't need a referral. Mm -hmm. I think, Heather, you were sharing with us a bit earlier how you had had braces when you were younger and then the 
the retainers were not worn. So now, yes, like, yeah, what happened for to me? I know. Yeah, I did. I had braces for four years, which is a really long time. <laughs> and I was very proud of my teeth and had some really nice straight teeth up until about my early twenties. And then all of a sudden, it started with the bottom, and my retainer wasn't fitting properly. By that time, I hadn't seen my orthodontist in quite a while <laughs> and of course and yeah and I was assuming it was actually to do with my wisdom teeth but apparently that's a myth <laughs> I'm learning new things all the time so anyways I, I can't blame it on them anymore but um just for the fact that teeth move um anyways so now even I would say in the last five years I feel like even my front tooth has now started moving more and I I'm so self-conscious of it in like pictures and stuff I'm like oh I hate that angle I can see my tooth sticking out and Mm -hmm. I know other people don't notice it the way I do but I'm so aware of it so I've definitely been thinking of the Invisalign type treatment to kind of get things fixed because especially yeah with the whole hygiene thing I actually have issues with my bottom one because my tooth is so far back now there's issues with cleaning that tooth me personally I can't do it myself so yeah there's definitely a few reasons that I would like to and it's not just for photos but (laughs) for actual you know practical reasons as well that I should probably look into getting them fixed well it it breaks my heart to hear you say that you don't like to see yourself smile in photos because of those teeth because I hear that often and I know that I've got a tool that can help that so we talked a little bit about this beforehand so that's where the myth of the wisdom teeth came in wisdom teeth themselves do move teeth but they usually move the teeth closer to them the other surrounding molars so likely what happened in your case heather is that those wisdom teeth started to come in move the back teeth a little bit which then made the retainer not fit so well and then of course the front you stopped either stopped wearing it quite as often or uh it just stopped fitting altogether and then it's popping out i can get it to wear (laughs) yeah so uh you know and i'm just postulating because i don't know exactly what happened i didn't uh don't have a crystal ball here but uh (laughs) These are things that are very, very common. And it's actually often when the kids start coming around that you start to see these things either get worse all of a sudden or you just become more aware of them. And so we often see parents of uh, young kids coming in and, and getting bundled orthodontics with their kids <laughs> or, or something like that. But it's uh, it, it's something that I, I know you'd see the benefits of it long term, especially with the hygiene in your case. And it's something that would likely continue to get worse, but it's unpredictable from here forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does a suitor or thumb finger sucking habits affect a child's teeth? Uh, Great question. Uh, I get this often from parents, uh, partly because of my children's age and the fact that I have had two, now have one child that does, uh, he sucks his fingers, my daughter sucks her thumb, my daughter's finished with that now, fortunately. Uh, but yes, all of these things can affect the development of uh, the oral cavity and of the teeth. Fortunately for all of us who have children in that uh, category, often if the habit is stopped before the adult teeth, permanent teeth, come into the mouth, the effects are generally limited. That's a, a ge- very large generalization. It doesn't apply to everybody, but generally we can say that that timing is appropriate. So before the adult teeth, permanent teeth come in. However, if there is continuation of the habit longer than that, uh, not only does it affect the teeth in the oral cavity, it actually does start to become more difficult for the child to break that habit, uh, which is really, really hard. Uh, I 
I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but it's something that I've uh, figured out on my own that I, I think that this is the hardest thing to that date that that child's likely ever dealt with is stopping that oral habit. And or an, an oral habit is something that's very satisfying for the child and so difficult. and relaxing. And, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, it's very difficult to break. So the older they are, the more aware they are, the more difficult it actually becomes. Yes, uh, apply, oral, orthodontic appliances exist. We do, I specifically try to limit the use of those because really it's almost a mental game. It's a challenge that they need to overcome. And so we really try if the habit is continuing on and I need to intervene. Having someone as an outside person come in and, and give an opinion. And I talk to many children from the ages of three to nine, I would say is the most common age where I'm, we're still dealing with the habits like this. And just having that outside person really say exactly what mom has just said, but it's somebody else. It's someone in a white coat. It's someone with a title doctor. Saying all these things does sometimes help, but positive reinforcement, all of these positive things that we use in our life in many other ways, that's what I find is the best place to start and checking in giving them a timeline okay well let's see you back in in three months and you'll have tried some of these things and I try to give the parents lots of options most most of which they have either already tried or uh, have heard about Uh, there's not a lot new in the oral habit cessation uh, techniques it's just really the tried and true and really holding strong and knowing that in the long term, we're doing our children a huge favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know my girlfriend Jen uh, used you know the the nail polish that tastes really bad, and then <laughs> they lick it a bit, and to a point, it doesn't matter anymore. They <laughs> they are sucking their thumb anyways. <laughs> but uh, I think it works for a little bit. And then, yeah, yeah, I've heard similar things. I think that the product that was around when we were younger has changed. I think there's newer products on the market that are a little bit less toxic, but I can't say for sure. I don't sure. know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I haven't investigated all the ingredients, but I, I do try to give lots of options and leave it up to the parents, to their parenting style. And they know their child much better than mm. I do. And for them to to at least try all of these things first. And uh, then we check in <laughs> several times. <laughs> what about uh, fingernail biting? Fingernail biting, that's a great one. My niece actually just brought this up to my attention. She asked me this question, uh, and it was a great teaching moment. My sister uh, was very happy that I got to do it as the auntie, as the orthodontist. Uh, But your fingernails are very, very hard, and they can actually damage the edges of your teeth, causing chipping or wearing. Also, that position that you have to posture your jaw into to uh, chew those nails is not very natural. It's actually a little bit hard on your joints and uh, it, it can cause wear on those teeth and just very unnatural positions as well as damage to your teeth and really not pretty nails. So there's no. many reasons why we don't want to do it and there's some more dental related ones. Mm-hmm. How long is the average orthodontic treatment for children? That really depends on the complexity of treatment. So longest treatment, well, 
I'm sure there's people out here like Heather who's going to say that she had braces for four years, and I don't doubt that. But the most common uh, times of treatments are somewhere between 6 to 24 months. For the younger kids, we usually try to limit that to under 12 if possible, knowing that they're going to have to have some more treatment later on. But it really just does depend on the uh, complexity of cases. Now, children with those active uh full of life cellular activity uh, things tend to move at a nice pace adults I'm sorry but things do tend to start out a little bit slower than the kids often similar treatment times but getting the cells awake and moving is sometimes a little bit slower okay okay and the question here how much is it going to cost (laughs) (laughs) I'll divert that to someone else No, I'll, I'll, uh, once again, it's uh, variable. It depends on the complexity of treatment. Uh, Fortunately, many people these days have extended benefits, which can contribute to a portion of the cost. If you're not sure if you have benefits, you can contact your HR department or even your benefits provider, and they can let you know if you have orthodontic coverage. It would be separate from the dental coverage. But the costs for orthodontic treatment are just so varied, uh, it's hard to really give a number to it. Mm Does orthodontic treatment hurt? Everyone asks this question. And (laughs) everyone has a different experience because everyone has a different pain uh, threshold. I can't say it doesn't hurt because that would be a lie. It Generally, we try to use the word discomfort instead Mm -hmm. of pain. So generally, after every uh, adjustment, we say about three days of discomfort is normal. And that discomfort is uh, tolerable. Uh, sometimes you just need to eat slightly softer foods, which we're usually encouraging uh, at the beginning of treatment. But if it's beyond uh, what you can tolerate, a little bit of Tylenol or Advil is usually sufficient to deal with the discomfort. Heather, mm-hmm. do you have any comments on your well, experience? I, I actually have a very low pain threshold and I could handle it. So <laughs> if I can handle it, anybody can do it. <laughs> There's some points for the orthodontics. Uh, and also technology, technological yeah. advances these days are amazing. So what Heather uh, and I went through as orthodontic patients many moons ago. Uh, It's very different. We have uh, much more advanced wires uh, as well as, you know, clear aligners. It's just a completely different uh, type of treatment. Uh, Yeah, so we are conscious of what our patients go through, but there's not always easy ways around it. Probably the worst for me was when the wires would stick out and cut my cheek. Oh, yeah. That would be the worst. Yes, that, that can like, be... Like, oh my gosh, that wax, I never went anywhere with them. Oh no, you don't. I no. never had braces myself, but I have given a lot of wax to patients. I walked into the office in tears. Yeah. Yes, and speaking of technological advances, there's not only wax now, but there's silicone wax uh-huh. and there's uh, other products that do really actually stick almost like bubble gum to the wire until you can get into the office to have it cut. Oh, wow. Yeah, so nice. we've learned from our our patients <laughs> evolution <laughs> so uh, jordan what is the difference between clear aligners and braces do clear aligners work can children or teenagers wear clean aligners great questions and very topical <laughs> all of them <laughs> uh clear aligners i'll just explain that a little bit uh, most people have heard of the uh, brand invisalign which is uh, a very popular brand yeah, but, very popular right now yeah, yeah but there's lots of other different types of uh clear aligners out there and really we we choose that based on the need of the the dental problem 
Invisalign has been around actually itself for about 20 years and clear liners have been around for many years longer than that. But the technological advances have brought them to the forefront. Uh, and so people are actually asking for this type of treatment. And now we're able to move the teeth in almost the same way that we can with braces. Now, I'm not going to compare them equally. Sometimes we do need to actually glue on a few braces to, to some, move some teeth because of the complexity of movement. But overall, we can do many, many types of treatment, particularly uh, adult relapse like Heather here. People who've had orthodontic treatment before, who've had some teeth moving, patients are great candidates for Invisalign or clear aligners. However, there's a caveat there that I have to let people know about. It's not just clear aligners. There are little handles or attachments that we have to put on the teeth. Patients even nickname them barnacles. Uh, and these are <laughs> like handles on a door. Uh, try to move, open a door without a handle. It's very difficult and may not actually work. Without these attachments, we don't have as much control of the teeth. And these attachments, fortunately, are tooth colored. So you don't really see them, but they do have a shape to them. They do have a, uh, they stick out and you'll feel them with your tongue, but they're as good as it gets in terms of uh, being clear. Really with these appliances, because they're removable, it comes down to compliance. So if you don't wear them, they don't work. And wearing them part-time doesn't work either. You really need to commit to it uh, because you can't have them in while you're eating or drinking anything but water. And the expected time to wear them is about 22 hours a day. So you've got to eat quickly, brush your teeth quickly, uh, and get them back in. So it's a big commitment. So that could be the problem with a teenager. Absolutely. So teenagers, uh, growing teenagers are eating all the time. So that is a challenge. However, hygiene with braces is also more challenging. So you have to know yourself or your child to determine if that's going to be an option. Losing them as well can also contribute to increased costs because, uh, well, you've got to replace those aligners. Depending on the patient, if it's an, uh, an option, I will, will have a discussion. And I try to, uh, with adults, I say, oh, you know, do you lose sunglasses often? And if they say yes, I might suggest that a fixed option like braces may be better for them because they're likely to lose their Invisalign aligners. For the teenagers, I ask questions like uh, hoodies or backpacks. Do you lose those frequently? <laughs> uh, conversation of will they be able to... Uh, remember these and not lose them is it possible to have a combination of like say regular braces on the bottom and a, a clear liner on the top great question yes you can but you're likely going to increase your cost mm. because the clear liners uh the lab fee is often not always but often a, a package of the upper and the lower and that's just the way that they're the companies function so sometimes also more challenging for the orthodontist to work with the two appliances in one person's mouth yeah. uh, just because you're using two different technologies but it's done all the time for our parents that are travelers is it a better option because they can have a set of of clear aligners with them what do you do usually for people that are away let's say like one month or two months at a time once again great question <laughs> <laughs> you're full of these uh it's uh it works really Uh, either one works. Generally these days we're seeing our patients every six to 12 weeks for adjustments. Uh, with the clear aligners, the adjustments are often a little bit further apart. And when they come in for their appointments, the appointments are a little bit shorter. And that's simply because the setup work is all done up front 
And then as long as the teeth are moving as they should, those follow-up visits are very are generally very quick. Whereas with braces, the appointments are a little bit more often and adjusting the teeth based on how they're reacting because we're bending the wires or changing the wires. Uh, it's not all done up front. The treatment plans are all done up front. It's just that uh, follow-up that's done differently between the two. With the, the clear liners, actually, it's really interesting. I have patients from uh, one in Edmonton, one in uh, on Haida Gwaii, because they're able to go away for as many as three months at a time before they come back, as long as everything's going smoothly. Uh, so, so for someone that travels, like you asked, sometimes the clear aligners are a better option. We can find Dr. Jordan Miller on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca, but where else can we find you? My office is located in Lynn Valley in North Vancouver, but I'm also online at www.nsortho.ca, or you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at nsortho604. Awesome. Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game, not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask, sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. Can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, ladies, here we go. In order of importance, which would you rank? Happiness, money, freedom, and love. Love and happiness are kind of go together in my mind. Okay, so love and happiness together, number one. Freedom, and then money. I would honestly pretty much agree with that. Um, Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. (laughs) There's a tie with love and happiness for sure. And um, yeah, freedom and then money because, yeah. If you have your family, you have love, and you can get by with less money. <laughs> freedom's you, a little bit but freedom's hard. Freedom's a little yeah. hard for us in North yeah. America to talk about. We almost take it for granted. We, we do. really do. We do. In here, we can almost yeah. put freedom and money together. More money you have, more more freedom, more, <laughs> more freedom you get. You have right, which I know in other parts is of a the different world, type of freedom. It's not like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So in this line, I'm basically answering the yeah. same thing. All right. Well, thank you, Jordan. And thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your time. And thank you for your contribution in other parents' life. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please contact us on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Or you can subscribe to this podcast uh, directly on our website at parenttalk.ca. Please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. And also, it's a great way to let us know what other topics you would like to hear about. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.